1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Here in the Northern Rockies, dark winter months are outlasted in basements, dens, and nooks where kindred souls gather together to share intel, swap fly patterns, and relive the memories from seasons past. This gathering spot known locally as the February room is the inspiration for this podcast. No matter the season, the door is always open to those with a fly fishing story to tell. Brought to you by CD Fishing USA, the North American distributor for composite development fly rods and accessories. 40 years of Kiwi ingenuity and graphite technology now available at cd-fishing.us or your local CD USA dealer. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And remember to go fishing. Here's your host, the Carnops, and this is the February Room.
3: The other day, Justin and I hopped into the truck and made our way to a section of a river that I had never fished, and for Justin, it's been more than a few years. The water was crystal clear, and we rigged up our rods for what ended up being an epic day on the water. I had made a note on my on Water app to remember the fly we used and the honey hole that held a beautiful cutthroat that I'll never forget. Joining me to discuss more about this app is CEO, co-founder, Scott Carver. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Well, happy to be here. Look forward to our conversation.
3: Well, and like we were just talking, we always start the podcast with a fishing story, and I already know you have a good one lined up, and I can't wait for you to share that with our listeners today. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting, and and this particular story is um, really one of the sources of inspiration for uh, creating this app. Um, a couple of years, well, probably more than a couple of years ago. Now, um, I was fishing down on the Rio Grande River with my son, who at the time was 16 years old, and he had a couple of high school buddies with him, and. I was, uh, we were in two separate rafts. I was in a raft with my adult friends and my son was with his, his other 16 year olds and they had never been on the river before. They, uh, my son's a very good angler and a very good oarsman, but he'd never been on the Rio Grande and, and, uh, we were doing about a 20 mile float that day. And we, um, you know, we got our shuttles and organized our shuttles to be delivered, our cars to be delivered at a particular takeout. And somehow during the day we got separated, and so when I um, arrived at the boat ramp, uh, my car was there with my trailer, and and so I, um, you know, obviously knew that it was this was the place to get out, and I knew the river, so I knew it was the right boat ramp. But I also noticed that my son's car was not there um, with his trailer, and so I just automatically assumed that. They were in front of us and had gotten out and and had headed back to the campsite. So we got out, loaded up our raft, drove up to the campsite. When we got back there, some of the other people that we were fishing with were there. And I noticed that my son wasn't at the campsite. And by the way, this is now 10 o'clock at night. It was a long float that day. We did not get off the river till 9.30 and. By the time we got loaded up and back to the campsite, it was probably closer to 10.30 at night, pitch black. Mm -mm. And uh, I get back to the campsite and I said, have you guys seen my son? And they said, no, he hasn't shown up here. And of course, absolute panic started to set in because about eight miles below that takeout is a very, very dangerous diversion dam that if you went over, I mean, people have died in that uh, many times, and uh, and uh, so I, I, you know, obviously I'm starting to panic because he has no idea that that diversion dam is down there and it's pitch black. I mean, they would never even see it, even if they went down there. So
3: terrifying. I, I
0: get back in the car and I start driving down, and with another friend, and we start pulling and certain spots where we could reach the river to see if we could spot them at all. We, we really didn't see anything. About a half hour later, probably close, it was after 11 o'clock at night, I get a phone call on my cell phone. Thank God there was cell service down there. And uh, it was a number I didn't recognize, but I answered anyway, and it was my son on the phone. And he said, hey dad, um, you know, I think we missed the takeout. I don't know where we are. I, you know, I, I pulled the boat over and walked up to a house, and, and and this guy answered the answered the the door in the middle of the night in his underwear, <laughs> and, and, and let my son use the telephone to call me, um, and so we were able to, you know, kind of locate where he was and. The the gentleman was kind enough to let them pull the raft up onto his property, and but he was he was actually about three miles.
3: Oh my above gosh!
0: That that diversion dam, he was that close. We were that close to losing him.
3: Does he? Did yeah. did he know how close he was to?
0: Well, he did the next day.
3: <laughs> did you like drive down there and just be like, "This is the reality of like yeah, where you were." Yeah.
0: We didn't drive down there, but we, you know, I, I pointed it out that because it, it's it's in a private property, so you can't actually drive down to the river where the
3: diversion dam is. Sure, yeah.
0: Um, but it was um, it was it was as I said, it was one of those sources of inspiration for the app because um, you know I said to myself now with with GPS technology the way it is today. And the way we've constructed uh, our app, we should be able to prevent anything like that from ever happening, whether it be an angler, you know, um, a rafter, a kayaker, what, what have you. Um, you know, the technology exists to be able to track your progress along a river. And if you've got the proper uh, points identified on the river for either hazards or takeouts or access points, whatever, you should always be able to determine where you are relative to those points and be able to calculate how far it is to any of those points. And more importantly, to set a notification that tells you, hey, I'm, I'm within, you know, 1500 feet of this point
3: point." Right. and all
0: those features now exist in our app and, um, but it was a it was a very very scary moment for me and one that was emotional because I also lost a a close friend uh, on the Arkansas River oh. in Colorado going over a diversion dam they actually drowned so it's 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 kind of a oh personal thing to me.
3: without a doubt yeah. I think there's nothing more scary than becoming a parent because it's like these little human beings are carrying your heart around and it's just like they just carry your whole world and it's one of those things that when something's scary and being lost and not knowing where your children are, especially knowing that there's a uh something in the in their path that could end their lives is I can't imagine, you know, we all watch those shows, you know, when there's something tragedy happens to someone's kid and, or a kid is lost. And you're like, those poor parents, like, those are the first things that come out of my mouth, like those poor parents, like what they must be going through. And I think it's so wonderful that you took, as opposed to as a lesson, you're like, this is going to be something that I'm going to try and prevent for other users. And especially, I think it's safe to say that, I think we're coming into a place where people like to do do it yourself style uh, adventures. Um, they don't want to pay for it, but they're also novices. Um, and there's no, you can't, it, the water can be very dangerous. I mean, water levels are changing constantly. Um, like you said, there's, there can be debris. And so let's talk about on water app. Can you kind of give a little synopsis of exactly what this app is and what it does?
0: Yeah. You know, um, it really is a comprehensive technology and I, I like to refer to it as a technology platform because it's not just a phone app there's there's or a mobile app it is there's a desktop version of it as well that is um, that is available to users. You get both when you when you purchase the app but um, what we've done is created a highly intelligent digital, GPS-enabled maps for that are specifically oriented to fly anglers. And and now we're moving into the paddle sports area, but um, primarily for fly anglers. And then what we've done is we've surrounded these intelligent navigation maps with um, all of the information that a fly angler would want or would would seek um, in exploring a place to fish or planning a day on the water or even a a destination trip. So when you think about, you know, going out on the river for the day, you know, you wanna know where the fly shops are, what are the fishing reports, Mm -hmm. what are the flows, what are the weather, um, where are the access points, Am I gonna be, you know, where are public property versus private property? Are there little hidden public property gems that aren't necessarily on those paper maps that you see? Um, Shuttle services, if you're floating, stream access laws, regulations, um, if you're planning a destination trip, lodges, outfitters, um, you know, all of that information we have a team of, of curators who they do all of that research and they actually, uh, apply all of that, all of those resources and all of that information to these digital maps so that when you're out on the water, um, you actually can track all of that. And as I said, and I think you mentioned at the very beginning, um, you know, being able to use the tool is almost like a a personal journal and be able to mark your secret little spots that are only secret to you and be able to uh, create notes, be able to take photographs and, and organize them by, um, you know, by river or by species um, so that you can get at, get at them quickly rather than fumbling through your thousands and thousands of photographs to find your favorite fish picture. So, <laughs> Without uh, a doubt. (laughs) I mean, how many times have we been standing in a party and go, oh, I want to show you this fish picture, and five minutes later you can't find it and everybody's left, you know? And you're,
3: you're like, seriously just scrolling there, and you're like, what year was it? And then you're like, you type in, like, places, and, yeah, that can be a complete mess. And I also just like to journal um, to think of this time last year – We were, you know, using our dry, doing some hopper fishing and it was this place. And even as we were uh, driving, driving back from this, uh, this special river, we, we were passing some uh, really cool sections um, that I hadn't fished before. So as I, as we were driving, I was actually putting little uh, points on there to, Mm -hmm. to future adventures, which is really cool because how many times do you drive past um, a bridge, or and you're like, that looks kind of cool. I want to go fishing there, but then it's like, out of sight, out of mind. And then you're like, where exactly was that? So that was kind of, uh, I thought that was a really nice feature. Where I was like, we're just passing. And Justin's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think I want to go fishing there, <laughs> you know, next week with the girls.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I, we were in in your neck of the woods in Missoula, and. In uh, it was May, uh, at the Orvis guide rendezvous, and and I had never oh, nice. fished, I had never fished the um uh the Bitterroot before, and so I, I did not, you know, and and we have a very, very detailed, very robust map of the Bitterroot, and um, one of my guides who works for me. Um, at at the Madison Valley Ranch, he, he also is a he also works for us here at Onwater. is is really familiar with the bitterroot. So I asked him. I said, Josh, tell me where where I should fish. I want to spend a day. And so we pulled the app out and we put. You know, he gave me three spots that I should go fish, and so I put those on my app. So I was the only one who could see them. Um, (laughs) we're very sensitive to still, it's like,
3: it's almost like your personal identity. It's like your social security card. You're like, um, do I want you to see this?
0: You know, all of us fly angers, we're very secretive about our spots, which, you know, that's, it's so understandable. I mean, it's hard to say that there's a lot of secret spots left anymore, but you know, we are, and, um, and we want to protect those. And we're sensitive to that. And we try to we try to um, assure our subscribers and our users that those things that they place on their phone that are unique and personal to them stay there. They're not shared unless they want to share. And and so Josh shared with me those three spots. And so, you know, I I drove out to the Bitterroot I clicked on one of them. It gave me the directions right to that spot. I went there and sure enough, there was that spot that he told me about. And, and, um, you know, we just, I I had a great day and then I drove up and I could tell how far it was, how far of a drive it was to the next one. And it was, you know, eight miles or whatever. And so I spent the day fishing those three spots. And it was all because it was in that mobile device and always available to me. And I could easily find them rather than trying to figure out what dirt road I was going to have to go down to get there.
3: Well, and also it's when you're going to these new places and you can share these locations with your loved ones, because some of my biggest fear when Justin's going um, fishing and we kind of have this like rule that like either one of us, like this is the time the latest I could possibly be home. And then after right. that, you're like, okay, I want to have a pinpoint to where you are. Cause you are going off grid. So it's really hard to, but if you had this information, you could tell like the local authorities, like, do you mind just driving down there and just making sure their car is there instead of like, well, I kind of went fishing on this river and it's like this robust river. You're like, well, I I don't know what section. So I think by having this, this app also creates a safer environment Um, and also I think it makes you, it also makes you a good conservationist too, because you're following the rules as well as knowing what's around you. And that's really important because, um, I think as we keep, as we have more people getting into the sport, which is so wonderful and so beautiful, we still have to protect the waters that we love. And I think that's what I like about on water app is that your message is also that same feeling that because we love these waters, we also have to protect them. And this is also a way of doing that.
0: Yeah, it's it's really probably our primary core value as an organization is is the protection of our resources and protection of our waters and, and advocating good um, etiquette. Um, we're advocates for our um for our waters and our environment you know we we partner with a ton of uh conservation groups as well as um, underserved communities um and it's it's just really gratifying to be involved with those whether it be trout unlimited american rivers but we're also involved in um uh, project healing waters and the trout unlimited groups and um and casting for recovery, and um, it, it, there's just a lot of opportunity for those organizations to connect with their community through a medium that the whole world is is using now, and it's that mobile device, right? I mean,
3: right.
0: I mean, everybody's on their mobile device all the time now we view fly fishing as a way to escape that and get out of it and and Mm we urge that we we only want people to use that when either they're planning or whether or when they're out on the river and they need to check if they're in you know the right place or how far it is or what have you but um being able to provide information to people about conservation activities, conservation groups, fundraising, you know, whatever, uh, even providing educational content around whether it be the proper handling of fish or river stewardship or what have you, being able to do that through the mobile device is the medium of choice nowadays. And, and you know, that's what, that's what we are. That's where we live.
3: I mean, I think that's so wonderful because I mean, also um, some of your revenue goes towards co- conservation.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We uh, all of those conservation groups that I um, mentioned to you, we share revenue. For every subscription that's purchased, we share revenue back to uh, to those organizations. And and quite frankly, um, some of the organizations, some of our underserved community, we provide their their membership free subscriptions amazing Um, because we feel it's important to advocate that they get out on the river and enjoy the outdoors even though they may be disadvantaged in some way
3: well there's something that's healing about these waters that's why it's becoming a really popular sport and also i mean with this younger generation i think the reason why people are craving that is because we're in this this world that just is, you know, you're constantly trying to keep up and there isn't really much you can do on the water other than fish and change your bug. And um, there are just so many applications with that in life. And I think that's just so beautiful. Um, And you're in Ennis, Montana, which is like beautiful place to have this. (laughs) I love Ennis. It's so gorgeous.
0: I like to think of it as the epicenter of, of fly fishing, particularly. in South Oh Western gosh.
3: Australia. And the, the people, cause we were, we were just talking, um, I had met one of your um, coworkers, uh, Sh- Shalon. Am I saying her name right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shalon Hastings. Yes.
3: Yes. She is amazing. And um, just, it was such a welcoming environment, even, you know, it's funny cause we had um, one of the locals there was like trying to give us some details of where to go fishing. He's like, I'm going to tell you a good spot to go fishing. And it was just all word of mouth. Like there was, he had no app. We were trying to like, you know, where exactly are you talking? And he's like, you know, if you go take five steps and then take a left, there's the <laughs> honey hole. I mean, that was the directions. And so we went out and I'm not joking. I, because the the river is like pretty it'll have like some really deep holes all of a sudden you're just like plunk and sure enough I was like walking and took three steps to the left and just like plunk right into the river waders were all wet and I was like yeah I don't think those directions helped me (laughs) out Too much, and the next day he was so. I mean, it was really nice. I think he really wanted us to experience this awesome day on the river with his intel. And you know, he was like, "How was the fishing? Did you find my honey hole?" And we're like, "Yeah, I maybe. I I might have like just (laughs) might have ruined the honey hole. I'm not really sure." But back to Shalone, she's amazing. And we were talking about how your staff is. You have every everybody loves the water. They're either guides, they have something to do with uh, the fishing industry. So you guys have curated a lot of experience behind the app.
0: Yeah. And, and that's really, uh, I think that's one of our key differentiators is, you know, we have, we have 18 full-time employees and um, every single one of them with maybe one exception are, are, um, well, I can say every single one of them is a passionate fly angler. But more importantly, every one of them comes from the fly angling community. We have uh, fly shop owners. We have, I'm a lodge owner and I have 14 guides who, who work for me. They Amazing. We have outfitters, we have guides, we have authors, we have teachers. Um, it's, it, it's just an incredible group of just really fishy people (laughs) i mean it's uh
3: i can only imagine what the holiday party looks like yeah
0: well i can tell you where the holiday party where everybody wants it to be they all want to go down to belize and permit fish you know
3: oh my gosh is that happening is that happening scott are you gonna make that that christmas list that wouldn't that be amazing
0: (laughs) Maybe maybe someday right yeah. now we're focused on I mean we're a hundred percent focused on building a great product um, you know we're we're still uh, very very early in this game uh, and you know we're we're trying to we're expanding our our footprint across the country in terms of the waters that we have uh, available to our subscribers and uh, you know we're really trying to uh, create, you know, create some brand identity across the country and, and, uh, and bring awareness to our sport and, um, and, and really promote the conservation of our sport. So we're, we're heads down, working hard. And if it all (laughs) works out, we'll go permit fishing in Belize.
3: (laughs) They're all going to be listening to this podcast. Like, Hey guys, did you hear this? Did you listen to it? Scott said we're going to Belize. <laughs> I've gotten you into got. I've gotten you into some trouble.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I, I, there wouldn't be a better group for me to spend that kind of time with. I we really we really enjoy each other. Uh, we've made it, um, you know, a, a point to have fun along this journey. Um, uh, you know, we're obviously running a business, but um, you know, if you're not having fun, it's um, it's not worth it. I retired from my real job um, a couple of years ago, and and this is my, you know, I, I'm, at this point in my life, I want to have fun in these types of endeavors.
1: Well, I
3: think that's so wonderful, and I mean, I think when you have a group. Of team that you have, I think it becomes really fun in the office. And I mean, when you get to say, "I have to go fishing here for some work related," I think you've kind of made it in the in the job description.
0: Yeah. Well, the the, the problem, the biggest problem we have is um, people go. Well, I can't make the meeting on Thursday because I'm going to be fishing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you're like, what? What do you mean? You're like, well, it's it's for research it's for yeah, research yeah. it's r and <laughs> i love it so scott like what is your future and vision for uh on water app like where do you want to see this app in the future
0: yeah it, uh, great question um because we do have a, a fairly broad vision for uh where we want to take this you know right now um our primary focus you know we 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 really launched, uh, to the public this last December and the orientation has been primarily around the individual angler. Um, however, our longer term vision is to really have it evolve into an industry platform Mm -hmm. that all stakeholders could derive value from. So whether it be product manufacturers, whether it be guides and outfitters, lodges, um, you know, podcasters, authors, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, you know, we we believe that this is this can be a medium to connect our community, absolutely, and, and every every stakeholder should be able to derive some level of value from this platform. Right now, we've, we've got a whole business development team that is focused on, um, uh, you know, uh, getting the app into fly shops as a, you know, product sales into fly shops, because, you know, as people, when people walk into fly shops, the first question out of their mouth is, you know, where should we fish?
3: Right. And,
0: um, you know, so instead of pulling the paper map out on the desk and scribbling and, you know. Going right. through the experience like you just described earlier, boom! Right here, this is what you do, and it's and it can be very precise. So um, we think we think that the industry can derive value. Um, we're about to announce a, a partnership with um, with Umqua that will be very interesting, and then beyond that, um, as I mentioned previously, we there is a whole nother market vertical that, um, that we intend to move into. And that is the, uh, paddle sports community
1: yeah. adventure,
0: adventure sport, whitewater, um, whether it be whitewater rafting or just rafting, um, kayaking, you know, we have all these rivers curated. And, and by the way, as we curate these rivers, we curate all of the rapids, And we have descriptions of all the rapids, how to run them, you know, and and so forth. So, um, you know, we see a a very significant opportunity in the Whitewater, or I should say adventure paddle sports um, segment. You know, there's 35, there's 39 million uh, paddle sports enthusiasts out there. So we think it's a fairly significant market that we could, uh, that we could address and um, uh, fully intend to do so.
3: Well, and it's also another very dangerous sport. So the safer that you can be prepared, you know, the better, the more fun you will have. That's just not a sport for me. That stuff terrifies me. Like I don't want to do flips under the water with my kayak. I mean, I see we have Brennan's wave up here and I'm always watching. um, I'm watching everyone do their, you know, kayakers and surfers. And I'm like, this just, this does not seem like the sport for me. I I think I'm much better in a boat casting and, um." (laughs) but I mean, I see the reason why that is so important. And, you know, I loved actually what you said about community, like creating this a community, because I think with as many outfitters and guides on the river, this would be a great resource for communication to make sure, Hey, maybe don't put 10 boats on the Blackfoot tomorrow at the same time. Right. You know, right. I think this is such a great um, a community. I, I love that saying because it, in the long run, we're all a community in the fly fishing industry. I mean, we're following people in the fly fishing industry because we want to know more about their adventures. And so I think to keep that door open for, especially here in Missoula, where it's starting to get a little bit busier, I think we need to you can't do it how it used to be like oh i'm not going to share this information anymore it's like well maybe we should start talking about it like how many people right. are you putting on the river these days like we need right. to protect our resource too
0: right exactly and i mean as you're probably keenly aware of some of the challenges we have down here on the madison yeah i mean so yeah
3: yeah i mean I, yeah just <sighs> when i was there i went to the madison twice this year which is kind of strange um but we went with my girlfriends and we went to a fly shop and he's like you need to you need to go there early in the morning probably just did exactly and this was in oh i think it was june Mm -hmm. anyways we went early and it was still so crowded i was Mm -hmm. amazed i was like well i think every fly shop is telling everyone to come here early
0: exactly i mean that that's the thing is you know a couple of years ago we said all right we got to get on the river right at daybreak yeah Particularly during the salmon fly hatches you know i mean these big hatches and and of course now everybody knows how that you have to do that and so everybody's there i don't think anybody gets on at nine o'clock
3: anymore <laughs> yeah no i mean the early bird gets the, the early bird gets the early worm is that how it goes <laughs> I'm so bad at sayings. Justin's <laughs> gonna like kill me when he li- he always listens to these. He's like, another good one, Lauren. I'm like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Real bird gets the early war.
3: There you go. See, this is why I need CEOs on my podcast to so just correct me when I'm not saying the right. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's. It's interesting too because I think as um, anglers. We all have these dreams and visions. I mean, don't you always have these dreamers? Like someone should do something like this. And I remember Jess and I specifically one day in the water even said, "This was like years ago. Someone needs to come up with this app." And I think it's just so wonderful that you have taken the initiative to make it happen because it does. It's a lot of work. I mean, you have this huge team. You have oh, Map, yeah. yeah, and it's 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 a big project. To, to do. And it's, I, I just love it that it's coming. What's one of your favorite features other than the one that's making sure where boat ramps are, we know why that one's the most important yeah, one. But what's one yeah. of your favorite features?
0: Uh, I, I'll tell you, there's probably two that uh, I use all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, as I said, spending most of my, my primary home is in Colorado. And in Colorado, stream access and private property laws are very different than they here, than they are here in uh, Montana. Uh, in Colorado, the landowners own the stream bed. So you can't go into it. You can't go into a stream, wade into a stream like you can here in Montana and just go up and down willy nilly. Um, it's, it's very, very regulated. And, and so I use the uh, the property data all the time. And, uh, and what's really cool is that we have the property data for every property parcel in the entire United States. And we know who owns it. And, and so, you know, rather than just publish, oh, this is BLM land or uh, U.S. Forest Service land, You know we have all of the local government uh, data whether it be a local sanitation district whether it be a school district that might be along the river i mean there are all sorts of little hidden public property gems Mm, across these states that have these types of uh, property laws and i use that all the time i find spots that nobody knows about because i can look on that app and see that oh that's the so-and-so sanitation district property. That's a, you know, that's a local government entity. Yep. That's public. Um, so I use that a lot. And then the other thing that I do is I, I use the distance calculator all the time. So, um, you know, we float a lot out here out West uh, on rivers. And so um, I like to try to gauge uh, my day. And so, I always like to try to figure out how far it is to the boat ramp where we're going to get out. So do I need to speed up? Can I slow down and do some more wade fishing? It's really valuable. I use it constantly. You know, I check and say, okay, we've got, you know, on a 12-mile float, we've got, you know, five miles to go. And, you know, we're supposed to be off the river in an hour and a half. I got to I gotta start paddling forward. No more wade fishing, guys. Let's go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds like my husband. I, I'm always like, just one more cast. The other day, yeah. I was like, you need to go. He's like, we're going to be yeah. late picking up our kids. I was like, no, we're not. And sure enough, we were five minutes late. They're like at the parking lot. We're just like rolling in. I'm like, I'm um, sorry. Justin's like, I told you that one cast was yeah. going to ruin it for everybody. I was like, I guess, I mean, I guess yeah. so. I lost the fish. So it, it like everything just hurt, right? Like that car yeah. ride was so quiet. It was like not going to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, We've all been there, right? Just one more cast, just one more cast. It never is. Well, especially when the fishing is hot and it, and it's beautiful out. You're like, ah, I cannot, I do not want to leave this. Right. I don't want to leave. You know,
0: my, my wife is, is probably similar. And she always went in (laughs) early in our marriage. She would ask, well, so what time are you going to be back? And I would try to come up with some answer and, and, I would I would never I would always disappoint her. <laughs> 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 I would always come back a hell of a lot later than than I ever thought I would, but it's that thing, you know, you're out there, it's good, you don't want to come home, the drive's a little longer than you anticipated and so now she's yeah. at the point she never even asked me anymore.
3: Oh, see, very you've very made honest. it. You've you've I, made it. As long as you're home at before the next morning before you're there or else we're not
0: training process
3: (laughs) we don't want to hear we don't want to hear that what is that podcast um national park murders (laughs) we don't want the the ceo founder oh gosh (laughs) that app that that one terrifies me i can't i can only listen to like two podcast episodes or else i'm like then I'm as I'm fishing, I'm like, this would be a great podcast episode. Yeah. Me fishing on the water. And maybe they find me. We have this whole thing where they find me because of my on water app. You know, great. I told some yeah, I told the Ennis guy after yeah. telling his Finnish fishing hole. Oh, anyways. <laughs> um, so Scott, how do um let's give our listeners um how do they access this app? How do they download it? What's the best way?
0: You know, the the best way is um, you can go to onwaterapp.com, and you can sign up online, or you can get it directly on the App Store or the Google Play Store and download it that way.
3: Awesome. So it's
0: it's very easy. Um, For hopefully most of your listeners, they'll see it in a Fly shop near them sometime soon. And, and each fly shop has a has a little QR code that you can scan and, and download it right there. So, um, yeah, pretty easy. We're easy to find on waterapp.com.
3: And then also on social media, you guys are on Instagram.
0: Oh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Um, yes. All are, you on t- are you on TikTok? Media.
3: Are you TikToking?
0: Oh, I don't think we are. I don't it's, think we are, to be honest with you.
3: Well, it's about time. I'm just <laughs> joking.
1: <know>. I, <laughs> I'm I joking. I just
3: like to give people a hard time because I feel like I've been on, on TikTok now for just a year. I'm like, ah, so I'm kind of a big deal on TikTok. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm we, not at we all.
0: Got, we've got a pretty good group of people that are managing the social media, and I I remember asking them the other day if we were on TikTok, and I think the answer was we haven't done it yet, but we're looking at it.
3: <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, I don't know. There's so. I also feel like there's so much things that you can keep up with before you just are like, you know what? Maybe I just need to stick to the rivers yeah. and the lakes that I'm used to.
0: You know, our there, there's nothing like word of mouth advertising, and and the the good news is that you know our subscribers. Um, the feedback that we're getting has just been that it's it's been great. And so uh, a lot of our growth has been somewhat organic. Obviously, we're doing a lot of social media and we're doing some advertising, which every business has to do at this stage. But yeah, the real gratifying thing is seeing the organic growth through word of mouth.
3: Well, and I love it. I mean, I love your guys' app. I also love the logo with the the blue and the little fly, uh, the fly, yeah, the bug on there. I just think it's just, um, it's clean. And you guys are doing so great. And I think if there's anything we can do as anglers is to be better prepared, safer, and also knowing your surroundings, know what fish you're targeting, and also the rules and regulations. Be safe. Like, don't go on people's private property, you know? The more happier our neighbors are, the more access we have. And it's just try and be considerate all around on your safety and everything. That's
0: right. You know, as we like to say, it's we allow, not allow, but we make anglers more confident on their days on the river.
3: It's so important. There's nothing worse than not feeling confident and also feeling lost. I can't stand, it's the most nerve wracking. I feel like you're just kind of walking and you're like, am I, do I know where I'm going? Do I know how to get back to my car? And um, yeah, better that we can be prepared, the safer we can all be on the water because water can be. And
0: for new anglers, women, disadvantaged groups, they get intimidated to ask, to ask for, directions or ask the questions that they need to ask. You know, they, we had a, we had an influencer group um, in May um, where we had 15 uh, people that from all walks of the, of our industry and, and many of them were very significant influencers in our industry and many of them were women. And what we heard consistently and a couple of, and we also had a couple of people of color, and what we heard consistently from them is they felt intimidated to walk into a fly shop and ask the questions that they needed to ask to have a confident day on the river. They just, sometimes they were outright ignored because of who they mm-hmm. were. And, um, and, you know, you maybe you felt that when you walk into places. Um but um, we heard that consistently, and so, you know, we we feel like if we could arm people with the information that they're looking for, have it be real time, have it be with them throughout their day, or th- throughout their experience, that that we're serving a, a you know a positive, we're, we're contributing to a positive experience.